You're listening to 50 Plus a Tip, the show for strippers, ethical sluts, and other open-minded hoes. Hey guys, welcome back. It's your host, Danica. And part-time co-host, Riley. Not yet, but anyways. <laughs> welcome back to 50 Plus a Tip. We have some exciting news, and we have you guys to thank for it. So our RSS subscribers went up 5% this month, and our page views are up a whopping 451% this month. So thank you so much for that, guys. Keep sharing, rating, subscribing, telling your friends. It it shows on our end, and it's nice to see that uh, the word is getting out there. And it's not just getting out there in our local area. We have 73.6% of our current listeners are located in the States, which is like fucking crazy to me. Sounds like our locals need to pick it up then. Yeah, that's one way to look at it. Yeah. (laughs) Why aren't you guys supporting local businesses? Um, No, but you know, obviously we are happy to have listeners wherever they come from, but it's pretty cool to see them like in the States. There's a lot of like Australian listeners. Um, Where else were they? There was like a lot of people in like, in like the Dutch areas and like... The there? Dutch areas? The Dutch areas. <laughs> All of the Dutch areas. Um, in the UK. Where is the Dutch areas? Like the Netherlands and that. Okay, so just the Netherlands then. No, other Dutch areas. <laughs> <laughs> Let me have this. <laughs> no, I will I will look it up to get, give, you the, <laughs> give you the proper answers. So, we have listeners located in the United States, which is our biggest... Then Canada, Australia, UK, New Zealand, Germany, Denmark, Finland, Netherlands. There's the Dutch areas. <laughs> Mexico, Sweden, Ireland, India, China, Colombia, Greece, Israel, Japan, Switzerland, Egypt, Spain, France, Italy, Lebanon, Luxembourg, New Caledonia. New Caledonia? Yeah. Ew. Okay, I uh, was like... Are you are you saying that because you don't know where it is or what it is? I'm or surprised. Because you're surprised. I'm surprised. Right? Uh, Puerto Rico, Portugal, Serbia, Thailand, Turkey, and Vietnam. Now she's just reading off a map. <laughs> I'm just reading things. Right <laughs> I'm just encouraging you. Find friends there. But yeah, that's pretty cool that um, that they're from all over the place. So if you guys are from somewhere crazy like New Caledonia, <laughs> um, show us a ma- send us a message and let us know um, what. Well, what it's like out there. Yeah, what the industry is like. Yeah, if you guys are sex workers, if you're just curious about how sex work in Canada is, um, we want to hear. We also want to hear from our Canadians, um, but also we're a little disappointed in you. So, And also more New Zealanders. Like, I'm surprised we haven't really gotten anyone from New Zealand. Um, New Zealand, what, is our number five or something? Yeah, but I don't think we've ever, ever had anyone written in, or we haven't had a New Zealand guest But we're going to, aren't but we? we got, yeah, we are. We're going to. But only because I'm, like, dragging her on to talk about her experience. She wants to be here. Okay. Yeah, no, for she, she does, but I <laughs> asked her. That's fine. We'll accept the one New Zealand person. <laughs> to be honest, that's like a third of our population, so. It really is. <laughs> but that is, that's a cool fun facts for you guys. But like I said, keep sharing, rating, subscribing, and telling your friends because it's, it's pretty cool to um, get the word out there. So, how have you been this week? I've been good. Uh, should we start with personal or work? Uh, personal. Personal? Okay. Well, I have finally decided to take some time off university. Like a good chunk of time. I know I took a semester off uh, last semester. I'm back for a semester. (laughs) 
I know I'm back for a semester I don't want to do it anymore uh no I just want a good break so I'm not really sure like what my personality is gonna be like anymore because most of my personality is just like struggling with school and that's all I talk about on this podcast so stay tuned for like I guess the reinvention of of Riley (laughs) yeah what are you gonna bitch about now Uh, I don't know Look out, boyfriend. I'm going to have a real identity crisis, I think. Um, no, but I'm going to go home for a little bit. And then I'm just going to use some time to, like, I mean, as, as COVID restrictions uh, lower and things open up again, I really want to start traveling for work. I think on my way home, I'm going to go to Perth. So if you are one of those Australians that listen and you work in Perth or think that I should work anywhere else in Australia, please let me know. Good clubs, uh, good time of year. I mean, I'm probably going to go around january february anyway uh but yeah let a girl know give give a girl some tips um, um i've definitely heard that like october november december is the best time obviously <laughs> but it's also the best time here so yeah this is true yeah um, and also i'll still be in no i won't be in school let me know <laughs> i'm like changing my plans in my head no i would like to bring my partner home to like meet the family and stuff and just the way that his work and time off um is allotted uh classic love life getting Uh, in the way of the bag i know he really holds me back he really fucking does he holds us back Um, i am definitely coming with you to perth if they start letting canadians in because that has been i have literally been talking about going to perth for at least five years Mm -hmm. and a girlfriend of mine used to work out there a canadian girl and she loved it and she said it was really good money and she has been bugging me not bugging me she's been pushing me to go um, for years. So I'm definitely going to make my way out there as well. Yeah, no, for sure. I, uh, the only reason that I'm going to be able to get into Australia at this point is because I'm a New Zealand citizen. I would have quarantined there if that is still happening. And then they have free travel between the two of them, even with COVID at the moment. So, but who knows? Cause it might open up really quickly. Otherwise, um, I would love to go, explore uh bits of america if you guys have any suggestions about places to go uh clubs to go to etc please let me know um i am open to go pretty much anywhere uh i just want to get out how's things been with you um things have been being you know Uh, they've been being uh, no, my life has been boring. I've just been forced myself to work like a dog. I did a few boating trips. I have been trying to double up on gigs as much as I can. So like doing a two, two in one night or even like a three. I had some gigs that were total flops um, and they were just painful. Uh, you know, you go to the gig and the guys are complaining about $60 dance and you're like, this is not my crowd. <laughs> like, I am not needed here. And then I've had um, some gigs where guys were, like, super generous and, you know, tipped above and beyond, and they were great. So, as always, you know, it's you can literally within the hour go from one gig that was a killer and then one gig that's, like, a fucking joke. And you're like, yeah, all, all in a day's work. Um, but, no, yeah, it's I find it's been quite slow. Uh, I, found, I found May to be very slow. And, sorry, June has been, where are we? What's happening? Uh, June is a month that just passed. June was very slow, I found. And uh, July is off to a slow start as well um, for, like, the local gigs, I find. What are you thinking? Yes, I 
June was okay for me actually. I did I did a ride in June. May was slow for me. Um, and yeah, July has been off to a pretty slow start. I had I've already had two midterms this um, month though, so I did take some uh, extra time off. But you've been working heaps. I don't know why you're saying it's like haven't you worked every goddamn day? Uh, no, I feel like. There's been, like, weekends where there's absolutely not a single fucking gig. And then the one weekend where there is gig, I'll work, like, ten times that weekend. Yes, that's Like, true. so I'll, I'll have, like, nothing. And then I'll, like, you know, kill myself working, like, for, like, 20 hours a day um, to make up for, like, the really slow slow weekends. Which, I don't like that. I'd rather have consistency. I'd rather be pre-booked each weekend um, than scrambling your last weekend of the month. And that's kind of what I've been feeling like lately. Um, scrambling at the end of the month to try to get as many gigs as possible and just being like exhausted when the end of the month comes but I wonder if that's how other people think about it because me and you both think about um, our goals and our working in months but I wonder if other people just go like weekend to weekend you know well they're stupid (laughs) Um, no I don't know I I feel like it makes sense to know like what you're making monthly. And when I talk to girls, like that's I think they how they consider it is like monthly, yeah. their monthly income. Uh yeah, because like some weeks, you weekends you make zero dollars. Like yeah. that one weekend I made seven hundred dollars. I know. And I worked like I was supposed to work like four gigs that weekend and like three of them got canceled. Yeah. And I made seven hundred dollars. You know like, what though? I'm really not surprised that uh July has gone to a gone off on a slow start because things are opening up again you know people are doing the things that they couldn't do they're staying out later at bars and restaurants strip clubs as far as i know aren't open yet except for um the one in new westminster because it's paramount i think that's open again yeah yeah it is um but you know like we're patiently waiting for our clubs to open while other people are, are doing the things that they've waited uh over a year to do now so I'm not surprised that you know the the parties have tapered off but I think that you'll see that come back quickly yeah all the guys are taking like civilian girls home now I know (laughs) ruining our cash flow uh yeah so that's a huge thing I bet too is like they can actually meet like Real girls. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a real boy. Uh, yeah, so it's 100% probably what's happening. So, bitches, stay home so we can make the bag. Uh, yeah, life-wise, yeah. How's, um, how, back to your decision about not doing school anymore. Um, what made you come to that decision? Because I know that's a, that's a decision that a lot of people start facing um, as they get older or as they're nearing the end of their graduate degree, undergraduate degree, they start to like kind of like not burn out, but they start to wonder like, should I just like continue or take a break? So how did you come up with that decision to take the break? I feel like this is something that I have been talking about for legit since I started university. Mm-hmm. Um, I obviously struggled with like a lot of uh, mental illness the past couple of years, which I'm finally getting a little bit of a grasp on. And I think that whenever I sort of considered not doing university it was always in points that I was in kind of one of those like bad times and I was really struggling with university uh because of that as well like not you know my grades were fine but I really I was really hard on myself about it and now that I've kind of gotten a little bit more of a a balance 
I'm still kind of considering taking that time off and at least it's coming from a health, a healthy place now. Uh, and also I just started to kind of think about it. Like I was starting to consider finishing my degree so that I could then take X amount of years off to continue doing this job to save up some money. And then it just kind of, I just realized that actually it makes more sense to take time off now and then, you know, get a really good chunk of savings and investments and then have that money work for me while I'm in university as opposed to working this like weird like part-time kind of thing I just want to do it capitalize on the way time exactly like there is um at least for me like I definitely do see an end date for this career and as I would like to have my degree sort of done within that but I may as well capitalize on the months and the years that I'm younger then kind of wait for myself to be done the degree and then you know I mean I think we've all seen the industry start to slow down so I just want to um kind of utilize that while I can I guess no 100% uh side note I apologize my dog loves to eat on my feet and he keeps bringing his little kibbles over to my toes and like eating (laughs) it by my feet where like above below the mic so if you're hearing like a crunching, that is my dog having his lunch. Um, so Your apologies. dog has a foot fetish. He does. He loves that shit. <laughs> I'm gonna start char- I'm gonna start charging. Honestly, him. I was gonna say, <laughs> start making him pay in kibble. Oh, I should. You get <laughs> one every kibble. Single, every second one that comes over to you, you take. <laughs> I should. Family's <laughs> like no. Um, That's why he doesn't like you. You have ideas. <laughs> Um, no, but I, I completely agree with capitalizing on sex work income while you can and then having the money that you make invested and then working for you when you're taking a step back from the industry, which is why I took, when I, once I finished my two degrees, why I've taken the time off um, and before I finished my other degree is because I was just like, I just want to work as much as yeah. I can, make as much money as I can, um, and then yeah, exactly, have the money working for me. So I can take a step back. Uh, I think that's a great idea. It might not be everyone's a great idea. Um, but yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. I think, and I think like, yeah, like I think we both have like an end date in mind and we may as well make as much money as we can while we have that opportunity. Exactly. Like I, I was always kind of in the mindset that, well, by the time I, um, stop dancing I don't want to be at the bottom of the um corporate ladder so I want to kind of uh overlap those somewhat and now I'm at the point where I'm like well if I've got enough of my savings then what does it matter if I am at the bottom of the corporate ladder and actually it gives me more flexibility already kind of being somewhat financially stable to choose a job that I actually really love that isn't for the money you know definitely definitely Speaking of work and traveling, we are on a little road trip. Uh, we leave <laughs> beep, beep. <laughs> keep, keep. Um, this Wednesday, so today, if you're listening to this when it comes out, we are on our way. No, they're going to know that we record in the past. <laughs> we record a day or two in advance. I'm so sorry to burst your bubble. <laughs> but when you're listening to this, if you listen on Wednesday when it comes out, which like obviously you do, uh, we are on our way on our little road trip. We are going to try a club that neither of us have worked at before. And I've heard good things. People that work at the club seem to really love it. So we will see how it goes. I think we're both going in with mentality of 
let's assume we make nothing. So we're not disappointed if it isn't amazing, but we are um, we are optimistic that we will make great money. <laughs> yes. But realistic that we might not. So, yeah. And if anything, it's still a little vacation. Um, we don't hate each other's company, so. We're all right. We could be worse. Um, okay, so I wanted to get your thoughts on this because I saw someone post it. It's actually posted from another account, but the I can't find this account now, so... I assume. <laughs> we yeah, so I assume they either delete themselves, they change their names, which is super annoying when accounts change their names because they can't find you no more. So just stick to your damn names. So the post says, do not ask me how to get into the adult industry. I will never help you. Get a job at Starbucks. Do not ask me how to get into full service sex work if you've only been working online. I will never help you. I mean, yeah, I think that ultimately you don't owe anyone information that you don't want to give them uh this is an industry that comes with a lot of stigma and a lot of uh warnings and you know everyone has gotten into it and had to learn everything um a certain way and for some people that wasn't good or easy um so i can understand that uh you might want to not might not want to share that with someone if their intention is just to capitalize on the industry Uh, The only thing that I would say is uh, this entire world is who you know and, you know, being able to get into things because you know people, because you're um, pointed in the right direction. So I would also just hope that she isn't expecting that of other people and also uh, like gatekeeping her information, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. I think I'm kind of torn because obviously... I provide a lot of information for fellow sex workers. I dedicate an entire podcast to it. When you, any anyone ever works with me at a gig, I am always giving out tips and tricks, being like, hey, do it this way, or hey, like sell it this way, or hey, find that guy, he has money, or hey, I think you could get that guy to buy dances. Like, I'm constantly wanting women to succeed. And does it come back to me? Rarely, if ever. Rarely, if ever, do the same people that I help out ever help me back. But I also probably don't need as much help as them, not to sound cocky. Um, I'm in a position where I can help people more than they can maybe help me. Uh, I do it generally from the, the goodness of my heart and wanting others to succeed in the industry because I did learn a lot of things the fucking hard way. I did put a lot of time and energy and I got burned a lot to learn how to make as much money as I do, to learn how to hustle the way I hustle. Um, I've got fucked over by a lot of people to get there. Um, and I've tried my best not to fuck over anyone to get there, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like I've taken a lot of losses and tried to never be a negative experience as another person. Um, so I think that kind of is why I help others. Like I want to be um, uh, like a, my girlfriend used to call me like the stripper mom. Like I, I want that role. I'm okay with that role. And then if you really start to dive into it, um, I get the concept of not wanting to help out people who don't support the industry because I've seen a lot of girls come into, especially PR in the local area, who talked a lot of shit about strippers and sex workers for many years. And all of a sudden, the last year, they're coming into the industry wanting to make money. And it's like, no, you hated on us before. You called us whores. You made comments to your boyfriends about us. You talk shit. You expose women. And now you're wanting to be best friends with the girls in the industry. Um, I definitely look at that some kind of way. And if I were to work with those girls, I probably would not be as willing to help them make money because they did not help help end the stigma around sex work they if anything added to it yeah. and if they did come to ask me a question I probably would preface it by saying hey you know what 
uh, it's cool that you're here, but you weren't so cool before. And you really did damage women in the industry by doing those things and not being an ally. Um, so if you're going to start being an ally well in the industry, we can have that talk and I can help you. Like, I, but you know me, I'm, I am very like headstrong in that sense where mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to call you out for being a, a bitch to people in the industry and then wanting to be best friends with them. Um, but so that's one side of it. So I understand people not wanting to help people who were not allies. Totally fair. And I understand also not wanting to, um, share information you've learned that you had to learn the hard way and helping mm-hmm. out someone else get a shortcut. But I guess the concept of it is you not helping them doesn't give you back the years it took you to learn it. Like, do you mean like you're just like punishing someone else? It's like it was hard for me. So it has to be hard for you. Yeah. Do you mean like, I don't know if I agree with that mentality. That's kind of what I'm saying about the, well then don't expect things from other people. You know, like this job is a bit different because it does come with added stigma, um, Austerization and you know a, a lot of other elements but every field everything has ha- has been more difficult in the past for people to learn and it's gotten easier because you're you know people are willing to pass on the knowledge mm-hmm. and so that's fine if you want to gatekeep your information as I said before you do not owe anyone what you have learned but just don't be hypocritical about it. Yeah, don't expect people to help you too. Exactly. 100%. Um, another thing too, two more comments about it. One, if you are asking for someone's advice or help, a great thing would be is to e-transfer them some money or ask them to go for a coffee and give them some cash for their time and their expertise. Like Just like you would um, do for any kind of consultation. Um, you know, I would definitely kind of pay them that respect um obviously you can't give them their years back of learning but you can definitely make up for it financially and then another thing too for those who are like you know i learned the hard way they have to learn the hard way if you have that kind of mentality or what's in it for me mentality i guess one way you could look at it is that if you were helping girls do better in the industry and like example telling them the higher prices telling them how to like always use a condom like all those things if you are a selfish person, you can look at it as it benefits you because you'll not have new girls in the industry lowering the prices. And then you have more clients coming to you saying, oh, this girl did it for this cheap, like, you yeah. know, X, Y, and Z. If you tell girls how high the bar should be and that it can be that high, then it makes it easier for you that all of the clients or your customers at the strip club are expecting that high of a bar. Yeah, I think that a lot of people are very quick to say that new girls or girls coming in are ruining it for everyone, but no one's willing to teach them how to not ruin it. 100%. Yeah, completely. Um, yeah, I, uh, I I see both sides, but I think everyone wins. If the person asking that for help offers something in return for that help, and the person giving help isn't so selfish with their, with their yeah. knowledge. <laughs> so it's like, you know, like, let's all look out for each other. Not that hard. Okay, on a more fun note. I love fun. We are so fun. Red flag or deal breaker? You know I love you up. <gasps> I talk back. about it. We are back, bitches. I love you up. I talk about that podcast all the time. I'm still waiting for them to have 
I saw him because I am like their number one fan, but that's okay. So hang on, we used to do these at the end of what was it, season two? Yeah, should I stay or should I go down? Yes. Yeah. So we've stolen them from you up yeah, now yeah, because yeah. I don't want to do any more of my own work. Okay. So <laughs> I'm gonna rattle through some and you will tell me if it is a red flag or a deal breaker. So red a, flag meaning, oh, like it's weird but not the worst. Deal breaker is like I'm fucking Okay, out. okay. I was like, those sound like the same thing. See, that's why ours is better with stay or go, but that's fine. Whatever you up, I still love you. First, they insist on playing PlayStation with their friends every night. They're in their 30s. Are we still in quarantine? You don't get to ask additional <laughs> questions. Take it for what it is. Um, deal breaker. I, I think so too, deal breaker. Yeah. In your 30s, that's how you spend your free time is playing every night PlayStation. Like, I get it. I like Sims. Like, play once or twice. I think you're week. not in your 30s. Soon. I'll still <laughs> no. probably play Sims in my 30s. <laughs> Next one. They can't stop talking about their trip to Peru doing ayahuasca. What? Isn't ayahuasca? Is that what it's called? The, the drugs, the drugs that like make you oh, trip up. Oh yes, okay. okay. Is that what I'm saying? I'm, no, I just obviously I'm not very hip with the drugs. Isn't that what the, they do? That's like it's like light, the light. Yeah, it's like, it's like fuck you up. Yeah, and you're supposed to like, I don't even see your true juice. self I or something. Literally make is that how you say ayahuasca? Isn't it? I'm sure it is. We're gonna go with that. So they can't stop talking about their trip to Peru and doing ayahuasca. I'm gonna ask an additional question. No, nope, was no, it no. yesterday? <laughs> no, they can't. You can't have any um, additional questions. Oh, can't stop talking about it. Deal breaker. Yeah, fuck me. Just even a person that would do it and then need to talk to people about it at all, I'd be like, this is a you thing. Like, no one really, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm going to be the one to say it. No one generally ever gives a fuck about your trips. Never once has someone gone on a trip and me being like, I cannot wait to hear about this trip. It doesn't impact me. I didn't fucking go there. I don't have memories. I don't have pictures of it. I don't give a fuck. And nor do I think anyone gives a fuck about my trips. <laughs> like, I like to hear about my friends' trips. But I want, like, short snippets of information yeah. when I message you asking how it's going. Yeah, because that's the friendly thing to do is to ask. Like, you don't really give a Okay, actually, two more things on this. While we're hot and heavy, no one gives a shit what your drug experience was like, okay? No, no one else no is one, tripping with you. No, no one, one understands it. You cannot explain it to people unless it's like, oh, I feel this way when I do this. Like, no one cares about your trip. Second of all, do not record concerts on your phone. I know that concert's going to be a thing again. Fireworks. No one gets a fuck about fireworks. Do not put the concert on your story and it's now 20 we fucking know you went you have yeah, the and tickets. if you want to go we yeah. would have bought the fucking tickets yeah and also the quality is shit True. no one wants to hear okay, you back screaming <laughs> oh that's something i'm really passionate about obviously wow, let, me take a sip of, let me take a sip of <laughs> um yeah it's a deal breaker okay, for okay. me one because i'm picturing the person that did this and they probably smell like hemp <laughs> like do you <laughs> mean like and like mushrooms and like i don't know just it's not Someone I would date in the first place anyway. The bottom of their feet are so dirty. Ew, 100% they are. <laughs> Gross. And they probably put it on the bed. Okay, next they one. They wear a poncho. Exactly, this person. Exactly. Next one. They check to make sure your IUD was still there before sex every time. Deal breaker. First of all, if you are that worried about contraception, get a vasectomy. They're reversible. Or wear a condom. It doesn't feel as good. You're yeah, that worried. You put, yeah, my put your fucking IUD, on you. Yeah. Fuck that. Ew, uh, no, that's, I wouldn't even, no. Yeah, 80% of people said they're a deal breaker too. Hey, 20% of you said I know, was it? more concerning. I know. They're just happy to have sex. Yeah. <laughs> Next one. I bet you it's fucking men. Of course. 
Next one. Can't pick where to eat. Tells me to choose. Hates five different options and offers no help. Ugh. No, I'm so indecisive. I I could. This is literally you. This is literally you. I know. You have to do red flag. You can't lose one who's just like you. I know. It's me. I have to get red flag. Mine's a deal breaker. One, because I'm just picturing the kind of man who would be like, I like it. I like it. I like it. And like, I'm just so like, cool, let's do it. Like I'm, especially with food, I'm like, whatever. It doesn't matter to me. So if a guy gave that much of a fuck and was like that picky, I just in general do not like picky people. So I feel like this guy probably wears like a polo or something with like a sweater tied around his neck. And he's like, mommy makes the best, like, I don't know, food. Like, I don't know. He's, yeah, no, fuck that. Every Easter, she makes homemade hot cross buns. <laughs> yeah, like, fuck off. No, deal breaker. Um, next one. He comments, uh, squirt emoji, squirt emoji, squirt emoji. No. Like, what's this emoji? How would you describe that? Like, um, exasperated? It's like the orgasm face. Exasperated look. On IG models Instagram. No, no, deal breaker. <laughs> no. He's so humiliating. No, it's like as bad as him clapping for the plane and stuff. Um, um, you know, no. I went through my partner's like feed for Instagram and I could. This current one? Yeah, yeah. Let me guess. It's fishing and bikes. It's not fishing, it's bikes and beer. <laughs> Classic scenario. Uh, yeah, I had to like go through, like, I had to flick for like you know, a decent amount of posts to even find a girl. And it was like on a beer account. Like she worked there. Oh my God. <laughs> okay. They, um, so next one, they don't in quotes do travel. No, I'm not from here. Like how awful would it be to not be able to go home with someone or go traveling with someone? Like, no, that's it. I'm out. Do you know what, what comes you to mind? Child ass motherfucker can't get on a plane. No. Do you know what comes to mind? Is this one says like, Oh, I don't do travel. It's like you're broke. that's the only reason and you're justifying it deal breaker for me next one brings a bag of dirty laundry to the first date because he was going to drop it on the way but place is closed (laughs) leave it in your car okay but also why are you so broke you don't have a washer and dryer in your fucking house I don't have a washer and dryer in my house exactly (laughs) (laughs) and this is New York and like 37% only said deal break the 63% said red flag ew they brought dirty fucking laundry on your date that's nasty you're probably at like a little like taco shack was your first date because they couldn't afford anything else like fuck that noise just throw the whole man out leave it in your car also okay no let's think about this no. No, no, no. I, you're going to no. agree with this. <laughs> Listen, okay, so they bought the laundry. They went, so their plan was to go to the laundry place and then go to the date and then go back to the laundry place to put it in the dryer or to pick it up. Like, what are they getting their laundry done for them at one of those, like. Is the next stop on the date the laundry mat? Yeah, there's a, a, like. Are they trying like, to they reenact the Friends episode? laundry mat no just me but like are we talking about like a laundry mat or like you were like dropping stuff off at the dry tank cleaners because those are two very different things dirty laundry the place was closed the place i'm assuming it's a laundry mat Ugh. so just even a poor planner too gross (laughs) next one he ended a five-year relationship where they they lived together just two months before you met oh I guess red flag. I don't even think it's a red flag. I know. It's like whatever should happen. Two How? months ago? Yeah. That's heaps of time. Before you even met? 
Yeah. Okay, so... Two months before you met. Okay, so that's two months before you even met, plus however long it took to, like, even go on a date. I think like, people that are, like, thinking this is a deal breaker, is they're thinking these people were, like, infatuately in love until the day before they broke up. Do you know what I mean? It's like they yeah. were badly in love two months ago. It's like, no, they are probably miserable for the last year of their five-year relationship. Yeah. So they probably mentally were broken up for a year and two months. Like, let's be honest. So. But also, two months is a long time to then just just meet someone. Not like, you're not trying to move in with them. Like, I just yeah. don't think that's a red flag. Yeah, I also think it's like, people move on differently and people move on faster. Like, for yeah. me, I've never broken up from someone and then like needed time to heal mm-hmm. uh, for the most <laughs> next one doesn't wear his seatbelt because it's in quotes annoying i was once fined 250 dollars for not wearing my seatbelt good and the i could animal. be paid 250 dollars by that person so i'm gonna go with a deal breaker 79 percent a deal breaker i hate people don't wear a seatbelt i think it's so like childish I have big fucking tits, okay? It is hella uncomfortable to have a seatbelt across my breasts and pushing down on them. So if I can fucking do it for, like, five-hour car rides, you can do it for, like, the 15 minutes to shoppers. Like, I hate that. And especially if they fucking sit behind me, you lug lard ass are going to fly through and fucking decapitate me when we yeah. get in a car accident. So put your fucking seatbelt on. And also, I'm always driving people, so I don't want to be responsible for you going through my fucking windshield. So just put your fucking seatbelt on. And that is my TED Talk. Thank you for coming. Uh, next one. They party with their parents in brackets more than just booze. So this is because I don't do drugs. I was like, they have orgies? But I think they, <laughs> can... I think they need drugs. Yeah, no. Um, I've smoked weed with people I've dated, like parents. But I'm assuming it's talking about like proper drugs. Like cocaine and shit. Yeah. Crack cocaine. Crack. <laughs> they party with their parents more than just booze. Yeah, let's say they do coke. Okay, with their so parents. okay, so they're talking about like pa- party. Uh, wink, wink, wink. Party. I'm, my um, name's no, party. gross. I wouldn't even date someone who did like coke. Yeah, That's this one is pretty polarizing. Me. It was fifty-two percent red flag, forty-eight percent deal breaker. People are unsure about the uh, yeah. crackhead parents. How they feel. <laughs> Next one. He's 38 and says he always dates younger girls, i.e. 20s, because he has a, in quotes, young soul. No. You're a grooming woman. A hundred percent. 77% is a deal breaker. I say deal breaker. You're a fucking 38-year-old man. You should have nothing in common with a 20-year-old girl. Nothing. What do you think the age is that it's then okay? Like, what is the age difference that you would be okay with or the minimum minimum the minimum age a woman has to be before it doesn't matter how old the partner is. I think like I think it always matters how old like 20 I think like 28 because then you're in your yeah. almost in your 30s yeah um I feel especially in this in this city, like 26, 27, there's still pretty fucking young mentality if you're in like the hub of downtown. You know, they're still going out every weekend. They're still blowing their paychecks on like a fucking Louis bag. Like, yeah. you know, like there's not mature um, majority of people, I think. Uh, I think like, I think a 28 year old with a 36 year old would be fine. Those two years though, they really. That's eight years, but okay. 
28 to 36. If she's no, 28, I mean, he's 36. You said, 30, you said 38. He's 38, yeah. yeah. But no, I think like 28. So a girl in her late 20s and a guy in his, her, his mid-30s, I think would be fine. No, but you're saying 20 and... Yeah, I think this one's 36? 38 and 20s. No, but you just said 20 and 36 is okay? 28 and 36. 28 and 36, okay. Yeah, so you're, you're asking me like what age I think yeah, I was like doesn't matter those... as much. I think once the woman is in her 28 area plus, yeah. then I think the age gap doesn't matter as much, but I yeah. still think an eight-year age gap is appropriate. When I was 24, I was dating a 36-year-old. Yeah, my fiancé, I was 23, he was 37. Yeah. And you know what? No, but he was a horrible, horrible fucking human, and I should have never been with that guy. He's a fucking terrible human. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, no. No. So yeah, I think when it's like, and also like, why are grown-ass women your age not wanting you? That's my other question. What do you have in common with a 20-year-old girl? Freshly out of college, like, Mm -hmm. at 38, I hope you're not going to the bar every fucking weekend, like, like doing the things she's doing. Yeah. I think it's inappropriate. Uh, I would just like to premise by saying the guy that I did was actually very lovely. Yeah, mine wasn't. Um, okay, next question. Says they wouldn't expect to kiss until the fifth or sixth date and you you met on a dating app. I don't think that's a red flag. I think this is like a green light. Like, I'm totally okay not having physical contact for the first five or six dates. Yeah. I'm fully okay with that. I'd be more, it'd be a huge deal break if a guy was like, we better kiss on the first date. <laughs> I'd be like, maybe I'm a whore, but that's fine. <laughs> you know that thing that's like, oh, today I found out that like the average number of, number of people that um, someone sleeps with in their lifetime is eight. Today I also found out that I'm a whore. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's total bullshit. But anyways, I sent him a nude and he responded with a reference to the office. Red flag or deal breaker. Which reference? You don't get that much info. <laughs> I'm just gonna say red flag. Forty-three percent's a deal breaker. I think like I think it I could think, be funny. Uh, <laughs> I think a response, a reference from the office to a nude is better than a guy being like hubba hubba, like oh my yeah. god, I can't wait to put my fucking huge ass dick in your ass. Like, <laughs> ugh. I hate. Is that the response you usually get? Yes. Hubba <laughs> hubba. Can't wait for you to titty fuck me with those big boobs. <laughs> hubba hubba. Ew! Stop <laughs> saying that. Hubba hubba. <laughs> Your voice. Why is my voice so If deep? you don't call <laughs> this episode Hava Hava, I'm going to lose it. I'll do it for you. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Um, they frequently return food when they go out to a restaurant. Red flag or deal breaker? Red f- deal breaker. Yeah. 71% a deal breaker. Yeah. Again, that goes to me being like the picky person. Like, dude. Unless it's like completely like terrible. But all the time? Yeah, they frequently return food. I'd be like, you're embarrassing. Yeah. Yeah, no, thank you. No, thank you. Being loaded with compliments in less than 24 hours and matching with them on a dating app. So, like, just being bombarded? Yeah. Bombarded. Boomtastic. Mr. Boombastic. Like, anyways. Um... No, it's too much. Wow, red flag. Oh my god, it's a green light. Like, bitch, like, love up on me. 
like aggressively like you can't even what's aggressively i'm just you're thinking, so beautiful you have great hair you have great eyes you have such a great personality you're so funny yeah but like you, he doesn't even know you because he isn't you guys haven't had a conversation he's only just okay but wait, why did he said mean things to you i'd be into it <laughs> <laughs> no no i want a guy who drink me I, worse. <laughs> Red flag, me. that's a green light. <laughs> Shit on me all day long. Um, <laughs> I, I like being complimented. Um, it's better than alternative. Like, I don't know, to me, like, yeah, I don't give a fuck. There are worse things like I could do than compliment you for 24 hours. I think that the way I'm reading this is you can't even have a comp- like a conversation because this person is just like, ha, huh, that's so funny, it's so funny. I'm going to do that to you for 24 hours. Oh my God, I love when you do that to me. Are you I love that. Your smile when I said that is so fun. So oh my God, you do the nice smile. I love I, when you blink. Yeah. Oh God, you blink. Your breast is amazing. See, this is exactly what I'm... It's, I, I know. I hate you Because you know everything. Because you're so smart. So it's exactly yeah. what Oh my God, I love it. I'd be like, oh, yes, worship me. Uh, yeah, it's a green light for me. Uh, phone background is a photo of himself. <laughs> I hope it's with a fish, because then it's a green light, baby. Okay. It's literally your boyfriend has that picture. Um, on a bike, with a beer in hand. Oh, it's actually just bikes on beers on bikes. Fish riding a bike with a beer. Um, what do you think? Um, uh, red flag. 65% said deal breaker. I would probably say deal breaker myself. What? Like, you- you're really, you need to look at yourself every time you touch your phone. And, like, no one else is in the photo with you. It's just you. Oh. Yeah. Girls do that all the fucking time, though. Do you think? Yeah. Just a photo of themselves? Yeah. Oh. I've never had that in my life. I've never. I've seen. Ugh. That's weird. Um, my background is, like, literally just the standard... Like, I haven't even changed this. That's also an issue. The mine goddamn is, default. Mine is um, eye-rolling yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, like an artistic eye-rolling photo. Not of me, just of, like, generic eyes. Uh, okay, uh, next one. Paid the bill with three different cards. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'd be so mortified. It's not okay. <gasps> I had to tell you a story. Oh, God, tell me the story. Um, Wait, what's your answer to this? Red flag deal breaker. Oh, deal breaker. Yeah, 70% said deal breaker. What do you have, like, $50 on, like, three oh. gift cards that you've saved up? So embarrassing. From Dang. returning stuff online. <laughs> Ew. Anyways, go on. Tell me your story. <laughs> How are those risky gift cards going? Riley thinks she's being funny right now because she's making fun of me for having six different Aritzia gift cards because <laughs> I spend a lot of money Aritzia and I return a lot of things. Uh, it's a little different. I take dates for Aritzia. <laughs> Um, okay. Oh my god, you're so funny though. I know. Your smile really... when you when you laugh. <laughs> your eyeballs, the way they squint. I mean, love that. Love that for us. I love when you use six different. Routines. Love when you insult me. Oh, tell me more. <laughs> um, tell me a story. So me and my partner went to Yolks, and they're Ugh, overrated. But go on. Their patio was. Um, we were on their patio, and so my partner was sitting back to back with. Um, another group and this group was on some shit like there was a girl and then two guys and I'm assuming that the girl was uh the girlfriend of uh, someone who was not there Ooh, drama and because she started going she started talking about how there were two hot girls at the party 
and how um, think of how that must have made her feel. And then one of the guys popped up saying, "Well, I would fuck them both," um, uh, which he's single for sure. Which obviously received dagger eyes from this girl. And then he tried to order a double. Uh, drink another double and she told the waitress to only give him a single awkward and then she proceeded to say that her friend was attractive um for someone who has a horse face and then captain douchebag was like yeah this girl would have been really hot if she lost get this two pounds and then i watched his card decline twice yes i love that for him Ew, what a fucking loser. Oh, there was, like, other stuff, but I'm, I mean, I won't get into it. But, yeah, I, it was just really great to watch did his it, what, Did he look like a Chad? Like, his name is probably Chad. I, so, I was standing, like, I could see them, and I was just telling my partner, I was just explaining what they looked like. And I was like, honestly, they look like the type of guy that as soon as I walked into a bar, I would put my hand over my drink. <laughs> yeah, so real Chad vibes is what yeah. I'm getting. Mm-hmm. Dude, I'm... She'd be really hot if she lost 1.3 pounds. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, first of all, I doubt that you even know what two pounds looks like. And also, like... No one does. Look different on everyone. They're yeah. And also, like, I gained that by, like, drinking a cup of water. <laughs> yeah. Brad Pye shits that in yeah. the morning. Like, you fucking loser. Ew. Yeah. Oh, you should have been like, hey, I was just listening. I just wanted to say, like, you'd be, like, substantially hotter if your cards didn't decline. <laughs> Here, I have some spare change. <laughs> and then flip oh Maloney. my god! What a clown! Yeah, Ugh. that is a man who never gets laid. No. And just it's him and his hand every night. Yeah, definitely. Like he, as he's like jerking it and crying, be like, I hate bitches. Yeah, uh, <laughs> he had some real incel vibes. Ugh, a hundred percent. Um, but anyway, that really reminded me of that. Ew, that's a hundred percent him. Someone wrote that in about him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we have to get to our questions because we have a lot this episode. Oh, God. So the first one's actually from episode 76, so I'm just going to read it again. Hey, I just started listening to your podcast because I heard you on Shameless Sex and loved it. I've been wanting to get into some kind of sex oracle for a while and not really sure where to start. I have half-assed started phone sex and have just made profiles on secret rangers and secret benefits, which I'm really hoping work out. I have always been intrigued by escorting as well, and I guess my main question for you is where and how do I start? Do I go with an agency, go out, of my, go out on my own, stick with trying to find a sugar daddy, or am I, I'm also based in Vancouver, which is another reason I love listening to your podcast. I want to reach out. It's nice to hear from somewhere, someone in the same city slash country. I need help and tips. Anything you can suggest to a woman who's just starting out at age 30 and is wanting to take back her sexual power and make money from it. If there's a podcast episode you can suggest that answer that answer these questions, that's helpful too. Thanks so much, and I appreciate it. And I appreciate what you do for all of us slutty girls taking back slut. So um, I answered this, I believe, on the previous episode. Mm-hmm. But I went back and actually looked at the episodes I would suggest. So I wanted to give those to you guys here. The ones I would suggest her and anyone listening checking to check out is episode three your body your say interview with a sugar baby bianca episode six baby stripper crash course like i said before a lot of the stripper tips can be used in other forms of sex work episode 54 the best tinder date ever interview with full service sex worker trinity she's a full service sex worker who works for an agency in toronto episode 55 masturbation as self-care full service sex work with evelyn rose she's a full service sex worker who works independently and then also, if she has any more, any more questions or you guys have any more questions, to reach out. And we also have some more 
sex workers coming on for this season. So definitely look out for those. And I'm sure you'll get some great tips for the upcoming interviews as well. So I just want to touch back on that and give you guys the actual episode titles and numbers um, to definitely check out to answer any kind of like starting questions about agencies, independent work, etc. So next question. So I was listening to the episode where you and Riley were talking about masturbating and it made me laugh out loud. The counter thing or more of the side of the counter, which I know this is probably way too much information, but that's how I get off on my own. I'd have a soft dressing gown on top of my bedside table and I'd straddle it and go to town. But the funniest thing is before I knew what masturbation was, I would do it as a kid at like age six. My parents caught me doing it and I'd call it wiggling and I would do it secretly. No idea why I would do it, but I knew it felt good. I'm now 23 and still get off this way. Wiggling. <laughs> Wiggling. <laughs> um, is that a callback to like season one? Yeah, it's a while back. Wow, yeah. yeah. No, I remember that. Yeah, so I think it's, it's, I think it's, I include that one just because I think it's cool how like when you're younger, you don't even know what you're doing it. Like there's no yeah. like men- mentality of like sexual. You just know it feels good. And then sometimes those ways we do it as a child or when we're young, we like adapt them and kind of maintain some of them in our adult years, which I find very interesting. I read an article once in Cosmo, this is years ago, and it's, it kind of made that, made that connection. It was like, if you masturbate this way, then this is the sexual position that will be at best for you. And I found that kind of cool because sometimes it's hard to translate that masturbating and having solo sex how you can achieve that same feeling with a partner mm-hmm. that same kind of like motion and the same kind of like angle or whatever so um i believe for like that kind of positioning um the like cat position where the guy like lies on top of you with his legs straight <laughs> it's called a cat no I'm just picturing like being planked on at the moment. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It's like I think it's called a like clitoral alignment okay. technique. Yeah. Um, so that's supposed to be like if you're used to like your pelvis, like your pubic mound uh. pushing into something, that's like the position. I could be totally fucking wrong. So if anyone knows more about sexual positions and what they equate to, um, you can reach out and be like, Danny doesn't know what the fuck she's talking about. But I think that's right. <laughs> uh, I have heard theories about that type of thing like things happening in your childhood are pretty much like the reasons why you have fetishes like if you were humiliated on the playground because oh yeah for a sure kid sat on you and you couldn't get up like that might be why you have a smothering fetish 100 mm-hmm. well not 100 percent. i don't know if that's correct but <laughs> i also had someone write in and it wasn't a question i just wanted to share because i thought it was funny so she goes so this random followed a bunch of my girlfriend's I know and myself asking to be a sugar daddy and we are like this is weird I'm not sure I'm not on any sites and it's not my real Instagram my friend responded and he's all about God and it's very odd so he goes hey pretty you looking for a sugar daddy to take care of you financially without any sexual activity the big X $7,000 weekly allowance weekly (laughs) and they go what are the requirements he goes here's what is included to be my sugar baby my sugar babies have been honest loyal and trustworthy with me and I seek no nude nor any sexual content I just spoil them buy them but they can only keep me company, pray for me, and give me advice when needed. It only takes the grace of God to accomplish all that, and I made a vow to all, go always be helpful to others. I know what it was like to be broke, and I, I was also, and helpless also, without any, having anyone to take care of me, nor my needs, so now I'm blessed. Why not share my riches to the world? Also, so I can be blessed by God Almighty, the more and forever, including Yold too. Oh, wow. 
And the person said, sounds nice. <laughs> Just sounds nice. So apparently, if anyone's looking for anyone, um, all you have to do is pray for Steve, and he will send you $28,000 a month. So um, there's that. Fun. That's lo- I love that for you, Steve. Yeah. Next question. Hi, have you ever talked about central massages and or people that love them? By the way, I learned about you from Shameless Sex Podcast. So yeah, so we actually have spoken to a sensual masseuse, and that was episode 10, titled The World of Tantalizing Touch, Interview with Erotic Masseuse Heidi. And she goes into her career as an erotic uh, masseuse, so that's one to check out. Uh, We haven't interviewed anyone who receives erotic massage, but I think that would be an amazing episode to have. Definitely open to that if you or anyone listening has experiences receiving erotic massages or, um, you know, regularly receives um, any kind of sex work, uh, a recipient of sex work, I would love to have some clients on. And for the part that you found through the Shameless Sex Podcast, that's awesome. It was a pleasure being on that podcast and it's um, brought a lot of listeners to us, which is great. So that's always, that's always nice. Yeah. And also last week's episode was um, the, them be, Amy being on our platform as well. From Shameless Six, so check that out as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Amy was on last week's episode. She's one half, or like the co-host of Shameless Sex Podcast. So go look to that episode seventy-seven. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure you've heard her being her interviewing people, and now listen to her being interviewed. Yeah, nice to have it on the other side too. Next one. Hey, Danica, I recently started stripping in Alberta, and I'm now experiencing backlash from my family, specifically from my aunt, who is very critical of me. I had a feeling she'd react poorly, so I told her I was really just staying at the club. When I broke the news to her the other day, she was extremely disrespectful, questioning my morals, telling me I didn't respect myself, that it's unsafe, and that my mother, who just passed, would be, in quotes, disappointed in me. This was obviously a huge shock to me as I'm not expecting a bad reaction to just waitressing. I'm wondering if you've had any experience with a family meddling and how you would respond to someone like this. I haven't talked to her since. Thank you so much. Your auntie sounds like a cunt, first of all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, firstly, obviously, thank you for listening and for reaching out. And secondly, congratulations on starting your career in stripping. Um, Alberta is a great place to start dancing. So I think you, you chose a good area. Um, to start because Alberta, I find, is um, is a lot more tame than other places like Montreal. <laughs> so that's a it's a good place to start. And thirdly, I am I'm so sorry that you've um, that you're receiving you know a less than ideal response from your family. I don't think she has any right to be disrespectful, uh, nor should she use the the memory of your mom or your mother as a way to hurt you um, and or push her own beliefs because I think that's a really really shitty thing to do um i obviously don't know your you or your mother but i'm sure your mother would be proud of you because at the end of the day like your mother probably just wants a daughter who is healthy and a good person and stripping doesn't change any of that you know you're still a good person you're still lovable and worthy of love and i don't think that would impact the love your mother has for you yeah i um i think it's really rotten of her to bring up your you're a mom and I'm, you know, sorry for your loss. Um, only you know what the relationship between you and your mom was or is. And so I think that anyone commenting on it should absolutely be taken with a grain of salt. Um, my mom, when I told my mom that I was a stripper, she had a bit of a hard time with it. But, you know, I echo what 
uh, Danica just said, I kind of reminded her that I'm still a good person and I still make, you know, good decisions and think about other people and I'm kind to other people uh, most of the time. (laughs) Um, But, you know, like, those are the values that she instilled on me and also the right to choose what to do with my body and my life. And so, you know, it sounds like we are in reasonably similar situations with that so I think that you know obviously how you proceed with your auntie is up to you but I think that you just have to remind uh your auntie as as Danica said that your job does not change who you are definitely definitely you know obviously like with my my um my family I'm, I'm very close to my family I'm very close to my parents and they've always known that I was dancing and do, you know do they love it no they don't but they love me and that's what matters so when my mom who is obviously a lot more vocal about it says something like you know I wish you'd quit or dancing's dangerous I worry about you um typically I don't really engage in the conversation I kind of just remind myself that you know they're from a generation where women weren't really allowed to explore or express their sexuality and definitely not to the degree that we do today and also that all she knows about sex work is really what she sees portrayed in media which you know as sex workers we know it's really not a true representation especially for my own experience and I, I think for Riley's as well and you know at the end of the day, her opinions of the industry are from someone who doesn't remotely know or understand the industry. So I don't really let it bother me what she has to say about it because it doesn't come with knowledge, right? It's a very, um, not to be harsh, but an uneducated view of sex work. Um, and not really all that matters is that she loves me and knows I'm a good person. And, you know, that's what I remind her. And that's what I remind myself when my family kind of feels some way about it. However, that being said, you know, family doesn't mean that you have to allow them to disrespect you. So if your aunt or anyone in your family is crossing your boundaries or treating you with disrespect, you don't need to keep them in your life, especially not just because they're family. I I don't know how your relationship with your aunt is, but you could also say that to her, you know, that she is being disrespectful and that you love her, but you need to take a break from the relationship until she can come and come to it with some respect and, um, and show you the respect you deserve Um, you know maybe one day she's going to be more open to the conversation and you can explain to her you know why you chose to start dancing and all the positives that come with it um but like my parents she may not really understand what the dancing world is like and you explain it to her might change her views um it might not though so just remember that just because someone's family it's not an excuse for them to disrespect you so if she can't treat you kindly and with the respect that you you deserve it may benefit you to take like a break from that relationship with your aunt it also sounds like she told her auntie that she was just waitressing in the club yeah too, right? yeah exactly so true. if she's gonna judge you for the not even the job you're doing but just the location that you're doing it at yeah. like that's you definitely need well i'm not gonna tell you what you need to do but like you, you definitely deserve a lot more respect whether you were dancing or and you told her that or not like i think that that just really shows um the the stigma around the industry as a whole, even for those who are just working kind of on the outskirts. Definitely. Yeah. Best of luck with that. And again, we're sorry for your loss of your mother. And, you know, um, obviously I don't know your family or you, but I truly believe that your mother would love you just as much 
and and care about you just as much um, dancing or or otherwise. So I think that was just a really shitty thing for someone to say to try to push their own philosophy on you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, thank you for sharing and feel free to write in and keep us posted. But um, best of luck with all that. And we hope your dancing career is a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> Next question. I can't remember if you guys have answered this before, but how did you pick your work names? Is there a story behind them? Oh, fun question. Um, <laughs> so fun. I love that. So fun. Love that for us. Yeah, what's wrong with me? Um, we have all that time. <laughs> I really like androgynous names. And I always have liked androgynous names. And it was always kind of... Then Riley was always the name that came up if I could choose my own name or, uh, yeah, I don't know. It was just always something that I was like, I feel like I would really suit the name Riley. Mm-hmm. Um, I love androgynous names too. I, when I first started dancing, one of the girls who kind of took me under their wing was named Logan, still a good friend of mine. And I remember... This is some years back right now, but um, back then, having a androgynous name, a lot of men hated on you for it. And they're like, I'm not going to dance with a girl named Logan. It was so, yeah, it was so weird. Um, obviously, it's not as much now because, you know, there, it, a lot of women have very androgynous names in the industry. I went with Danica because I had a um, babysitter named Danica who I thought was really, really pretty. Um, and it was just like every time I had a doll, I would name her Danica. Uh, yeah, I don't know why I just like so obsessed with this babysitter I had. I only had her like twice, I think, but I was like, yeah. So I just took her name as my stripper name. I, like, so shout out there if you are out there somewhere, Danica. Come back, <laughs> babysit me. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So that's the story behind our names. Question. <laughs> so exciting. I know. <laughs> I know. Next question. I've never danced, but I've always wondered, how do you guys give a dance to a person you don't find attractive or a person who is downright gross slash unattractive? Do you just not do the dance or you power through it? If they're really gross, it really depends on how much the money is worth it to you. I have definitely danced with gross people that I would have rather not danced with, but they also offered me a lot of money to do it. And, you know, like the good thing about our job is we do have the autonomy to um, decide if we don't want to give someone a dance. Uh, it just comes out of our, our income, right? Um, but you just, I, it's how you do any other job. Like how do you uh, flirt and be nice to someone at a bar for tips if you're a bartender or a waitress? Or how can you act and pretend that you're in love with someone on screen who you don't find very attractive or you hate in real life? You know, at the end of the day, it is a job and we just treat it as such. We don't have to be physically attracted to them because that's not part of our job. Our job is to do the physical dance. Yeah, I mean, hmm. Again, it comes from a place of privilege. Like, you can say no to people if, because we aren't going to make or break our banks by not getting that dance. So if someone, to me, is disrespectful, that's the grossest thing to me. So I will just not do the dance. Fuck that. There's no level of money that I need to... I need that badly that I'm going to allow someone to disrespect me. If it is that they... I have also... Side note, I have a really, really sensitive nose. I always joke that I have like a hound's nose. So if someone like smells bad, I just physically can't do the dance because I will gag. I will vomit. So... Um, I will, yeah, sidestep that dance. But if someone's, like, gross in some other way, um, 
you can adjust the dances you're doing. You don't need to be all up in their face. You don't need to be sitting on them. You can do a little more of a distance dance. You can, you know, adjust it accordingly. But yeah, gross wise, I think the grossest things to me are being disrespectful, rude, and smelling. And and those are probably like the two things I would just not do the dance for, to be honest, because um, like I said, I don't care to be disrespected for any amount of money. And I don't care to be throwing up on a client. So um, I also would like, I don't know, if someone is, how do I say, I don't know if you agree, but like when I'm going for dances, I'm not even really considering the attraction to the human. So the idea of them being unattractive doesn't really matter to me if they're unattractive or not. I'm doing a dance. I'm doing, a, you know, I'm doing, I'm doing my job. I don't really take into consideration how attractive or unattractive someone is. But yeah, uh, disrespectful or a really bad smell are the two things that I just I can't get past. Um, and I would just, you know, let someone else do the dance, most likely. Next question. My wife and I are separated and living in the same home in separate bedrooms. It's been this way for months. I've started dating now. Should I move out like ASAP or how long is the right amount of time before I move out? Or if it's hard for her, should she move out? I don't know. I feel like that's that's tricky. I and I think that's kind of a discussion that you need to have with your partner on on who moves out, right? Yeah, I think I think putting the emotion aside, who is financially able to move out, mm-hmm. right? And then also too, like part of it's like kind of like who's who made the decision to break up. So for example, let's play devil's advocate. Let's say you cheated on your partner and thus the relationship is ending. I think you should be the person to bite the bullet and financially take that hit and move up because you decided to screw up the marriage. You know what I mean? If it's just that, you know what, like we're both going separate ways, I think it's time for both of us to move out, then I think it's a discussion of who is most capable of financially moving out. Um, Or if neither of you are financially capable of moving out, how do we navigate this new world where we are platonically, like, I assume platonically living together and we're dating. No, are we going to have rules where I don't want to know when you're going on a date or I want you to tell me when you're going on a date or no dates ever come pick you up or, you know, you never bring, yeah, 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 never bring someone home. Like I think if you are mature enough and comfortable enough with each other in this breakup to have those conversations, I think that's a really good starting point. I think it's, as you said, like financial and logistic. Like if you have kids and your wife always takes the kids to school and the, the place is really close to school, then that's who should stay there. So I, I think it's really dependent. Like when my parents broke up, my dad moved out because my mom was a stay-at-home mom. We lived really close to our school. Like that was the financially um, and like logistically smart way to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I've also heard of couples where it's kind of the opposite, but you know, the dad was more financially secure but the mum wanted to move out in which case like if you if you cheated then you should be paying for that person's apartment to yeah, move out as well I agree if you guys have both paid off the house then uh it's not fair to like stick that bill with someone mm-hmm. like a single person no I completely agree but yeah I think like I said like the best way is start having a conversation with each other if you guys are in a space where you can do that respectfully um because I think every situation is definitely different and relationships are hard as is. I can only imagine how hard divorcing Mm -hmm. is and separating is and every kind of situation is so different. And she might have an opinion too. Like she might want to, I I could imagine if I went through something like that, I would want kind of some new scenery and some fresh air. 
uh, but other people don't want to feel like things have shifted. So I think, yeah, just the easiest way to, to do it is to ask if you're worried about it and you're conscious about it, just ask their preference and then start from there. Definitely. And our last question here. Hey, Danica, I hope you're well. I think BC is pretty much back to normal, question mark. Partay. I was wondering if if you'd know any Toronto-based strippers by any chance. Not a single one. Yeah, so BC is pretty much back to normal. Clubs Mm -hmm. not open. Hard to say. Yeah, Yeah. Um, we're allowed to eat out with more than six people. That's what you mean. Very exciting. Drinking past midnight. Yes, drinking for all you lushes out there. And we are able to not wear our masks in certain areas. Um, I guess that's about as normal as we've gotten so far. Like we said earlier, there's only really one club I know of, or no, sorry, two clubs I know of that are open. And one of them are still not allowing VIP dancers. So for sex work, it's not really back to normal. Do I know Toronto-based dancers? No, I don't. So <laughs> that was such a setup. Do I know them? No, no, I know fuck all. Thank you for asking. Uh, <laughs> um, no, I don't. But this is a shout out to anyone listening. If you or you you are or you know Toronto-based dancers, feel free to DM at five zero plus tip Instagram or email at five zero plus a tip at gmail.com and let me know if you feel comfortable with me passing along your information to this listener or posting it on the Instagram so some of you Toronto-based workers can get in touch with each other and help each other out and see what um what's happening over there yes great input (laughs) (laughs) all right guys thank you so much for listening to this episode thank you for all of your listener questions I think we power through quite a few. And we have an awesome episode coming up next week with Miss Giggles, who is a fat activist. So that's going to be a really good one. Make sure to check that out. And make sure you are rating, reviewing, subscribing on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, Google Podcasts, blah, 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 everywhere you'll find us. Riley, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Vansity Riley, and I finally did it. I made an OnlyFans. It's very new. It's very fresh. I have a promo. Go check me out at, uh, what is it? Uh, Riley Divine Uncensored. Riley Divine Uncensored on OnlyFans. I maybe will start my OnlyFans again. I don't know. Now, yes! it's kind of, <laughs> now it's kind of tempting that you're doing that. So I guess you guys can add me on OnlyFans too. <laughs> Jump on the wagon again. Yeah, it's Danica underscore darling. I um, I guess I gotta start posting again, girl. I know. But yeah, we'll uh, we'll do this venture together. Perfect. Yeah. Well, when on a girls' trip, we can shoot some content. Oh, dirty, dirty content. Dirty. (laughs) God, we're bad at this already. Anyway, so subscribe. You'll love it. You no regrets. Get all the dirty, dirty stuff. No regrets. So yeah, that's where you can find us. And you'd find me, again, OnlyFans, Danica underscore darling. Or <laughs> you can find me on Instagram at 50plusatip or email at 50plusatip at gmail.com. Slide into the DMs or email with any questions, comments. As always, we absolutely love getting them. Thank you so much for listening, guys. Make sure to check out next week's episode with Miss Giggles. And have a wonderful week. And happy hoeing. Bye. Bye.
Fifty Positive is brought to you by Bright Future. Bright Future is a Canadian-owned company that makes all-natural, premium-quality microdosing products. Their products are designed to stimulate focus, creativity, energy, and boost your mood while decreasing stress and inflammation in the body. Check them out on Instagram at get.brightfuture and on their website, getbrightfuture.ca. Use the code TIP15 at checkout to get your discount. That's T-I-P-1-5 to get your discount. Truly Lifestyle Brand is an all-natural, cruelty-free skin and hair care company that will have you looking and feeling your absolute best. Use their code TRULYPLUSATIP for 10% off your online order. Temptations Avenue Lingerie is a Canadian-owned lingerie brand with a variety of styles, ranging from sexy and wild to demure and sweet. Check them out on Instagram at Temptations Avenue and use code TIP25 to get 25% off your entire order. That's tip 25 Loveify is a Canadian brand that is focused on self-love and pleasure. They're all about empowering women and encouraging them to express their sexuality openly in a judgment-free environment. Click the link in 50 Plus a Tip Instagram and use code 50 Plus a Tip to get 10% off your order. That's 50 Plus a Tip to get 10% off.